0: All right. Well, I want to, again, let you know we have Bibles there in the back for your use. And if you need that, please uh, feel free to grab one. Or if you have your Bible handy, I want to invite you here to get ready. Uh, We're in a series on generosity. If you've been here the last few weeks, estamos hablando de la generosidad. And two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, we talked about a generosity principle from scripture and we based that generosity principle on just one verse. It was kind of our, our starting point. Hace dos semanas vimos un principio de la generosidad basado en un solo versículo. That verse was Proverbs 11:25. Proverbios 11, 25. Well, today, As we're now wrapping up this series, we're at the conclusion of this series, we're going to look at another generosity principle today, and our starting point is the verse before that one. Vamos a comenzar con Proverbios 11, 24, para mirar otro principio de la generosidad. So I want to give you a moment to get to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, the page numbers that we have projected there are from the Bibles in the back, it will help you to find that. Uh, La página indica donde está el texto en las Biblias de atrás. And I'm going to read this verse for us. This is not the only verse we'll be reading, but I want to start here as we talk about this next generosity principle. This is what God's word shares with us this morning. So look at this La Palabra de Dios, Proverbs 11, verse 24. It says, one man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Unos dan a manos llenas y reciben más de lo que dan. Otros ni sus deudas pagan y acaban en la miseria. So, based on what we just read here, this verse would seem to be telling us that generous people, when they give, get more back than they give. Los generosos parece decir que los que dan reciben más de lo que dan. And people who withhold, people who hoard what they have and they do not give it freely, they actually end up with less. Los que son tacaños que retienen, tienen menos. And the next verse, which we read a couple weeks ago, seems to say something very similar. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. El que es generoso prospera, el que reanima será reanimado. Ese versículo parece decir eh, lo mismo. So the idea here seems to be, as we look at what this proverb is saying, the idea seems to be that if you are a giving person, you're going to end up richer. Si das vas a ser más rico, parece decir. And and if you're a stingy, tight person and you don't give away from what you have, you're going to end up, poorer in the end, si no das y eres tacando, vas a ser más pobre, now the question we need to ask ourselves here, the important question is this, how often is that the case, cuando es verdad esto, is it always true that people who give more get more, people who give less get less. ¿Es siempre verdad así que los que dan más reciben más? Is this a, a fail-safe promise that we can take to the bank that if we just let go of our stuff and give it away, we're going to become more wealthy in the end? ¿Es una promesa firme que vamos a enriquecernos así? Well, to answer that question, I think, first of all, we need to step back and understand the key to interpreting the Proverbs of Scripture. We're in the book of Proverbs. We need to understand a little bit about what Proverbs are, what they're not. Tenemos que comprender cómo interpretar los proverbios. And so to help us with that, I want us to go back to Proverbs chapter 1, the first three verses, Proverbios 1, 1. It says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel— Proverbios de Salmón, hijo de David, rey de Israel. And what are they for? For attaining wisdom and discipline. For understanding words of insight. Para adquirir sabiduría y disciplina. Para discernir palabras e inteligencia. Therefore, acquiring a disciplined and prudent life. Doing what is right and just and fair. Para recibir la corrección que dan la prudencia, la rectitud, la justicia y la equidad. So what we learn from this is that Proverbs have something to do with wisdom. And we need to understand what wisdom is. Now, the folks from the Bible Project have helped us out a little bit. Perhaps you've seen some of these videos as we've been reading through Scripture the last year or two. And, and they say that we need to understand that the Proverbs have to do with the accumulated wisdom experience of God's people. In the complexities of life Let's put that up on the screen Tiene que ver con Como navegar la vida que es compleja They focus on general rules and and, and and so life is too complex To have kind of an ironclad This is what's always going to happen This is the way it's always going to be La vida es muy complejo Como para tener reglas Que son siempre verdad En ciertas cosas This has to do with navigating life And so if we go to the next screen It will say that we need to understand That, that Proverbs is wisdom literature. It's not law, as in this is what you have to do, thou shalt or shalt not. No es ley, eso es lo que debes o tienes que hacer. It's not prophecy either. It's not saying this is exactly what's going to happen. Eso tampoco dice eso es lo que va a pasar. Proverbs are giving us the, the, the general idea of the complexity of life. This is what is typical. This is what generally, usually normally is going to occur. Eso es lo típico, lo normal, lo usual. If you do this, usually you will see that. So if you are a generous person and you give to other people, si eres generoso, what happens is that you bless the people around you, you build relationship, and usually what you're going to see is that they're going to also be blessing you, and you're going to be receiving some things that are, that are, that are wonderful. Si bendices a las personas a tu alrededor, ellos te van a bendecir, tipicamente. If you're a stingy person, and you don't give, you're cutting yourself off from the people around you, and when you have a need, guess what? All you're going to hear is crickets. Nobody's going to be there for you. See, si no das a las personas a tu entonces típicamente no van a estar ahí para bendecirte. So let me read it again, Proverbs eleven twenty four: 24. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Unos dan a manos llenas y reciben más de lo que dan. Otros ni sus deudas pagan y acaban en la miseria. This is not law, it's not prophecy, this is wisdom. And so, as I said a couple weeks ago, we need to realize that what we're looking at here is not a get rich quick scheme. No se trata de un plan para enriquecerse uno. This is not an and surefire promise, an ironclad guarantee. That if you give money or stuff, you will never struggle financially in your life. No garantía que si das cosas, no vas a tener luchas financieras. It's not saying that if you are a consistently generous person, you're never going to get sick. You're never going to have tragedies strike your life. You're never going to get depressed or have problems. decir que das, nunca vas a enfermarte o tener problemas o tragedias en tu vida. There's a dangerous teaching out there in our day and age. Perhaps you've heard it. It's called the prosperity gospel. And the prosperity gospel is peddling a kind of generosity guarantee to people. Hay el Evangelio de la Prosperidad que da una garantía de la la generosidad. And so what the prosperity gospel in a sense does is it takes principles and promises from scripture that are wisdom, that are generally true, and it wants to declare that they are always true. Quieren declarar que esos principios son siempre verdad. And so it goes something like this. If you will give to Pastor X or Evangelist X or Prophet X because God has blessed him, look at all the money he's got. If you give to him, you're never going to struggle. God's going to increase your finances, He's going to increase it two, three, 30, 60, 100 times whatever you put in. Si das al Pastor X, vas a recibir mucho más de lo que das. If if you sow a thousand dollars into ministry Y, you will get your cure of cancer. Si siembra mil dólares para recibir una cura del cáncer. If you don't, well, that's not on ministry Y. That's on you. You didn't have enough faith. No tuviste suficiente fe si no recibes tu cura. And and, and so the idea is that you give in order to get. I mean, it sounds good. This sounds like Proverbs eleven twenty four. 24. It sounds like good news, right? Who wouldn't want this? Que buenas noticias. I will say it is always good news for those at the top of the pyramid who benefit from the scheme. Siempre son buenas noticias para los que están encima, que reciben los beneficios económicos. people of God, we need to be wise. We need to understand what God's word is telling us about generosity. Tenemos que comprender lo que nos dice la palabra de Dios. I believe there is a generosity guarantee for us that we can rely on, hay una garantía de la generosidad, but the generosity guarantee that I believe scripture would lift up for us is not that if we give, we're always going to get more stuff, la garantía no es de que si damos vamos a recibir más cosas, I believe there's something better, hay algo mejor, if you would turn with me to another passage from the Old Testament, it's Malachi chapter 3, it's at the end of the Old Testament the very last book in the first half of the Bible Malachias 3 al fin del Antiguo Testamento and there we find God is dealing with the people of Judah Dios habla a los judíos a los de Judá and they're going through kind of a, a time of rebuilding the people of Judah have, have been scattered for, for years in exile in a faraway land the land of Babylon han estado en exilio en Babilonia unos 70 años and they're coming back, and they're beginning to rebuild their lives after a a period of problems because of their unfaithfulness to God. Están reconstruyendo su vida, but God, they're they're having problems yet. They haven't quite gotten it. And so in the book of Malachi, God has a series of questions and challenges for them, and one of the things he says in Malachi chapter 3 is, Hey, Judah, people, you are robbing me. You're robbing me in your relationship with me. Me están robando en su relación conmigo. And the people ask, how are we robbing you? ¿Cómo? dice el pueblo. He says, you're robbing me because you're not bringing to me your generosity. You're not bringing to me your tithes, the tenth of your crops, the tenth of your offerings that you had committed to bringing to me, and that is a sign of something else going on in your hearts. No están trayendo íntegro el diezmo de sus cosechas Como and then in Malachi 3.10, God says this, something that maybe you've heard before. He says to the people, bring the whole tithe, the whole tenth, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Traigan el diezmo para los fondos del templo y habrá así alimento mi casa. Bring the whole tenth of your crops, the tenth of what you've committed to me. Traigan lo que han comprometido a mí. And then he says, test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you, you will not have enough room for it. Pruébeme en esto y vean si no abro las compuertas al cielo y derramo sobre ustedes. Bendiciones hasta que sobreabunden. And then Malachi goes on to exple- express what those blessings will be. If, if, if the people bring their tithe to the storehouse, he says, you're going to bring that and, and your crops will never fail. They're always going to be fruitful. Your fields will be full. Sus cosechas nunca fallerán, y serán fructíferas. Now here again is where I believe we need to stop and ask ourselves the question, how does this apply to you and me? Is this saying that if I bring 10% to God, I bring 10% of my income, which is a healthy biblical standard established much in much of the Old Testament, if I bring that to God, is this saying I will always get a bumper crop? That's what he said to Judah. Eso quiere decir que si traigo a Dios 10% de mis uh, 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 finanzas, me da, va a dar una cosecha abundante. Is this saying that if I bring to God my offering as I ought, as I should, my business will never fail? Or, or I'll never have any struggles with my children, they'll never be rebellious, or, or I'll you fill in the blank. Is this saying this is how I get blessing in my life? That God's going to open up because I gave. God's going to open up the floodgates of heaven for me. Es decir, que si yo ofrendo así, Dios me va a bendecir en mi negocio, en mi familia, lo que sea. Is this my generosity guarantee? I want to take a survey with you. Let's go around and let's ask some Bible characters what they think. Vamos a hacer una encuesta. Let's talk to a guy by the name of Job. Maybe you know about Job. Job was a righteous man, the scriptures tell us. Job was a man who was incredibly generous. He gave portions to everyone in his life. Era un hombre abundantemente generoso, un hombre recto. But what happened to Job? In a single day, raiders killed his servants, fire destroyed his crops, and a windstorm crushed a house and killed all his kids. One day. In un solo día se mataron sus siervos, un fuego destruyó, sus cosechas y sus hijos murieron en un tornado. And to make it worse, he developed sores all over his body and his wife told him to, to stop believing in God. Tuvo llagas por todo su cuerpo. Was Job blessed? Not at that moment. How about another guy? Let's talk to a guy by the name of John the Baptist. Hablemos con Juan el Bautista. He's the one, the Bible said, who prepared the way for the Lord, for Jesus. Preparó el camino para Jesús. If you want to talk about a man who was giving, he gave himself completely over to the Lord. He preached the word of God. He obeyed the word of God. Predicó y obedeció la palabra de Dios. He baptized people. Constantly. He he told the truth consistently, habló la verdad y Bautizaba consistentemente. Jesus says that among those born of a woman there was never anybody greater than John. de una mujer, persona más grande de Jesus. How did things end up for John? Well, he had his head cut off by a drunk king who ran off at the mouth. Didn't end the way you might expect. And if we go around the Bible, we could talk to other characters. We could talk to Stephen. We could talk to the Apostle Paul and Peter and James. We could talk to the very first guy who ever gave an acceptable offering, Abel. How did it end for Abel? Esteban, Pablo, Pedro, hasta Abel, el que dio la primera ofrenda. Here's what we need to understand. We need to be wise. There is no guarantee that if you are generous and you give to God and to other people, you are always going to have the stuff of a prosperous life that everything is going to go the way you want it to go but I said before I do believe there's a generosity guarantee I believe that and I'm going to call it generosity uh, generosity principle number five okay quinto principio de la generosidad and this is it God always blesses Generous people with more of himself. Dios bendice siempre a gente generosa con más de sí mismo. We've been saying this throughout the whole series. We've been saying that generosity is not about what I give or what I get. It's about who I get. La generosidad no se trata de que doy o recibo sino a quien recibo And I think we can say based on scripture that when we give we have the opportunity always to experience more of God Himself. Cuando damos ponemos a experimentar más de Dios mismo. And so I think what we need to do is to step back and be wise, and we need to realize and be careful that in our generosity we do not practice giving out of greed. No practicamos el dar por la avaricia. I'm gonna give 10% to the church so I can get my BMW. I'm going to be really generous in this year's Thanksgiving offering so that I will never get cancer. It doesn't work that way, people. Voy a ser generoso para tener mi carro de lujo para nunca enfermarme. That's not what we're promised. You see, if we're giving in order to get stuff instead of to worship and to thank and to glorify God, we're worshiping the stuff we get rather than the God we're looking for, and that's called idolatry. Eso es idolatría. So here's the reality I want to point to that we talked about last week. We need to understand as we give, whether it's giving of our time, talent, treasure, whatever we're giving, that we are already blessed. God has already thrown open the floodgates of heaven and has poured out on us so much blessing we don't have room for it. Dios ya abrió las compuertas del cielo para derramar bendición que sobreabunda sobre nosotros. And we are blessed because God has given us the greatest gift of all. God, the radical giver, has given us The person of his son Jesus Christ. His life, his teaching, his death, his resurrection, his pouring out of his Holy Spirit. Do you understand what incredible gifts those are that have been poured out upon those who would trust in him? El ya dio su hijo, su vida, su enseñanza, resurrección, muerte, y hasta su Espíritu Santo. We're rich. Giving has to flow from that recognition. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Paul says this. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know the undeserved gift of Jesus. Conocen la gracia, el regalo inmerecido del Señor Jesucristo, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty you might became, become rich. Aunque era rico por causa de ustedes se hizo pobre para que mediante su pobreza ustedes llegaran a ser ricos. Jesus Christ was rich. He had all of heaven at his disposal. And Philippians 2 says he put it aside. He did not consider equality with God something to be held to, but made himself nothing, made himself poor, became obedient to death on the cross. Why? To make us rich. Jesús se despojó de su posición como Hijo de Dios para hacernos ricos al humillarse a la cruz. Jesus became poor so that we can always be rich through him. Somos ricos siempre en Jesús. And so what generosity is, generosity is not an attempt on our, our behalf to pick the lock of heaven and get some gifts to come down. Generosity is a response it's an expression of thanks to God who's already opened the floodgates of heaven to us. Es una expresión de gratitud al Señor. And when we engage in that, we need to understand what's happening. The generosity guarantee is not that in giving we're always going to have health, wealth, success, prosperity, but that we're always recognizing more of Jesus Christ. No es que tengamos más de la prosperidad o el dinero, sino que tenemos más. De I love how Matt Chandler, who's a, a pastor out there, puts it. Uh, he says the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of Jesus Christ, is not that in following him everything in your life goes right. It's not that you, it's all going to be candy canes and, and lollipops and cotton candy from now on because I'm with Jesus. That's not the gospel. The message of Jesus Christ is that he is enough no matter what happens. No matter what you and I face in this life, in this broken, sinful world that God is redeeming, Jesus is not only enough, he's more than enough. We're rich the question is are we wise enough to believe that do you believe it God's word would say it would pay to believe that to trust in that vale la pena creer en eso you see there's a day coming for all of us when all of the things that we think are so incredibly valuable in this life will not have any value for us they will not be enough for us Viene el día cuando las cosas de esta vida ya no tendrán valor para nosotros. When I'm on my deathbed, it will not be enough for me to know that my bank account is bursting at the seams. That will not be my comfort on my final day. No me va a dar consuelo en la muerte que me. Tengo una buena chequera. It's not going to help me in my final moments. It won't be enough for me to know that I've got a fancy car or that I once went on a cruise or a a great European vacation, or whatever it is, that stuff will be behind me. No me importa en la muerte si tengo un carro de lujo o fui en un crucero. None of that will matter. What's going to matter? It's not going to be all the achievements of my life, the things that I've done. No importa los logros. Why? Because I cannot take any of that with me into eternity. No puedo pasar a la eternidad con esas cosas. They don't have any valuable value for me at that point. So there's only one thing. One treasure we can carry with us from this life into the next and it is that Jesus Christ is enough. It is a connection with Jesus Christ. Es que Jesucristo es suficiente. My only comfort in death needs to be my only comfort in life, that I belong to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Mi único consuelo en la muerte es la de la vida, el de la vida que pertenezco a Señor Jesús. 1 Timothy 6.6 6 says something very powerful. It says, godliness with contentment is great gain. In other words, having the Lord and being content is wealth. Dice, con la verdadera religión se obtienen grandes ganancias, pero sí, uno solo está satisfecho. And then it goes on, it says, we brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing from it. Nada trajimos a este mundo, y nada podemos llevarnos. Godliness, with contentment, that's great gain. You see... Our only guarantee is that in giving, we've already gotten. We have Jesus. Second Corinthians 9.8, and this is a verse that I think is so powerful now in light of what we've talked about. Listen to this, Segunda Corinthians 9.8. First of all, just before it, it says, God loves a cheerful giver. That's powerful. Dios que da con alegría, dice. And then it says this, if you're a cheerful giver, God is able to make all grace abound to us. He's able to make all the riches of Jesus abound to you so that in all times, at all things, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. In other words, God can give you more than enough in Jesus so that you can always be generous. Dice Dios puede hacer que toda su gracia abunde para ustedes. La gracia de Jesús, el regalo de Jesús de manera que siempre en toda circunstancia tenga todo lo necesario y toda buena obra abunden en ustedes. Ustedes pueden siempre dar porque ya han sido bendecidos por la gracia del Señor Jesús. So, what have we learned here the last 5 weeks? I want to sum up. We have learned, first of all, God is radically generous. Dios es radicalmente generoso. Secondly, God deserves our best gifts. Él merece de nuestros mejores regalos. Third, generosity transforms our hearts. La generosidad transforma el corazón. Fourth, generosity is for everyone. La generosidad es para todos. And fifth, God always blesses generous people with more of himself. Dios siempre bendice a gente generosa con más de sí mismo. Now, as Malachi 3 says, I want to invite us to take the next step. Let's test God in this. Let's test this guarantee. Probemos a Dios en esto. In fact, I want to invite you, if you have just a moment, take this card that's in your bulletin and look at it. It has the five generosity principles that we've just outlined here from Scripture and some of the Scriptures that can help you to see where that comes from. But I want you to think about about something we talked about last week. And, And that is... What is the step I can take to practice regular, cheerful, and generous giving of my time, my talents and abilities, and my treasure? ¿Qué puedo hacer para dar de mi tiempo, talentos y tesoro de forma regular, gozosa y generosa? Remember we said it's not how much you put in that matters. It's how much of your pie you put in that represents how much of yourself you're putting in. What's that point? What's that point in the giving of your time, in the giving of your talents and abilities, in the giving of your treasure that represents that you are generously and joyfully committed to to following Jesus Christ. That he's enough. punto de ofrenda de tu tiempo, talento, tesoro que representa que estás dando generosamente, que estás comprometido con el Señor? I want you to think specifically and maybe use the back of this card. Make some notes to yourself. Haga unos apuntes and keep this card somewhere in your Bible or maybe where you pay your bills. And I would like to invite you to even think, what is, what is that dollar amount that could be my my giving on a regular basis, weekly, monthly, whatever that is, what is that dollar amount that I'm going to be giving to God's work through sunrise joyfully, fat, first, free, like we've said? Think about that. Pray about that. Your time and talent as well. And then... Here's the thing I'm excited about. I'm excited to see what God does with that through us. Quiero ver como Dios empieza a obrar. As you give cheerfully, generously, regularly, as we do that together, because it's for everybody, I wonder how God might show up. He's already here. How he might throw open the floodgates at Sunrise Community Church. Spiritually speaking, That we can be a people who are blessing our community, blessing our world with the reality of Jesus Christ. Queremos ser una comunidad que me dice al mundo, y la comunidad con el mensaje de Jesús. So I'm going to invite you just to pause with me a few moments and meditate on what you think might be a next step for you, and then we're going to pray. Quiero que den una pausa para meditar el próximo paso y escribir algo si quieren, y vamos a orar. Heavenly Father, as we come to uh, the conclusion of this series of studies in your word, I'm aware that what we're changing is our perspective, our perspective on who you are, who we are, And what you've given us. Al concluir. Al concluir esta serie. Estamos cambiando de perspectiva. En que tenemos. Quien tu eres. Y quien somos nosotros. Lord my. My prayer for us. Is that we could. Not just test. But taste. And see. How good you are. Que podamos probar que tan bueno tú eres. And express that in every way. That every single day we recognize that we're not just relating to a religion. We're not following a set of laws or prophecies or even principles, but we are following a real person who is alive. And may you be reflected in our lives that your reality would be reflected in us to others. Queremos que tu realidad, Señor, se refleje en nosotros a los demás. Bless Sunrise Community Church to be a blessing. And move us forward together. And we will give you the credit for the good that comes out of what you do with us. Bless us even now as we prepare to worship you through this giving time. Ayudanos a adorarte en este tiempo de ofrenda. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I'm just gonna have us put on the screen one more time if you're wanting to experiment with the text giving feature, that information. And uh, if you have questions about that, please talk to us. But Let's worship the Lord through the giving of our gifts right now. Vamos a adorar al Señor en las ofrendas.